Yes, indeed. Welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast. Patriotic American citizen. I'm Ted Flint. It's a beautiful late spring evening here, June 1st, upstate New York. It is about 60 and clear. We had four or five days of rain and the, the weather has turned for the better. Uh, it will be for a few days anyway, and it's going to start raining again. And it's going to get real hot come the weekend. Speaking of hot, you know, a lot of uh, politicians like to blame the rise in crime rates on the heat in the summer. This year, it's a little different, though. These Democratic mayors of some of the big cities and Democratic governors are blaming the rise in violent crime on coronavirus. Have you heard this? I saw a report tonight on CBS News with Nora O'Donnell. And I don't know who the reporter was quoting, but these Democratic politicians, this idiot New York City, de Blasio, I saw him over the weekend, blaming the rising crime rates in his city on, on corona. No, it's the, the uh, defund the police movements around the country that are causing this. You want to hamstring police, you're going to get an increase in crime. If you let police do what they do best, destroy criminals, you know, billy club them if you need be. Back in the old days, cops used their billy, billy clubs and nightsticks. You pound the living pudding out of somebody, out of a criminal, then you read them their rights. That's what the way they did things before 1954, but times have changed. But anyway, I mean... These politicians are ridiculous, blaming the rising crime rates. Now, I'll give you a couple of examples here from the Council on Criminal Justice. Homicide rates skyrocketing. Homicides, aggravated assaults, gun assaults rose significantly beginning in late May of last year and June, late May, early June last year and throughout the summer. 42% increase during the summer uh, in violent crime last year, 34% during the fall months of 2020 compared to the same months in 2019. 800%. That's how much crime rates have risen in Portland over the past month compared to May of 2020. It's not coronavirus. It's the Black Lives Matter movement. It's Antifa, these communists and socialists causing trouble around the country. They know the, the police departments are on their heels because of the Democratic politicians and their policies defund the police, do whatever you can do to, to, to make it more difficult for law enforcement. You know, no bail policies here in New York State, these violent criminals back on the streets, plying their trade, but blame COVID. Morons. And you know something, a lot of Americans will believe it. They'll buy it because a lot of Americans are stupid. They're ignorant. They're ill-educated. They're ill-read. And they're intellectually lazy. Because they take everything, like you know, they're spoon-fed, the news by the, the TV stations, the networks, and they buy it all. The government tells them something. Dr. Fauci tells them something about COVID. Oh, it must be true. They don't do any investigating on their own. And speaking of COVID, there's a, I read today where there's a citywide initiative in Mexico City to prescribe Invermectin to COVID-19 patients, and it's resulted in a plunge in hospitalizations and deaths. According to two studies, hospitalizations down by 76%. According to research by the Mexican Digital Agency for Public Innovation, Mexico's Ministry of Health, and the Mexican Social Security Institute. This is in LifeSite News. Earlier this month, as WorldNet Daily reported, a significant decrease in cases in India coincided with the that uh, country's health ministry's promotion of Invermectin and hydroxychloroquine treatments. Those two drugs taken together in many cases. Hydroxychloroquine, that's what President Trump took. It healed him and it healed 
tens of thousands of Americans in states where that, those drugs are allowed to be used. Not here in New York, of course, because they, they're viewed as the Trump drug. So Cuomo hates Trump so much he would not greenlight hydroxychloroquine. Or he didn't. Maybe that he has now. I'm not sure. But in Mexico City, after a spike in cases in December, the city's Ministry of Health created a home treatment kit for residents, 22 million people in Mexico City. So that's a, that's a scoop in Mexico City. Beginning in December, December 29th, people who tested positive for COVID from an antigen test and who were experiencing at least mild symptoms began receiving one of the government's Invermectin-based treatment kits. And boom, they, they were healed. The Mexican government then began a study to track the impact of the early treatment of COVID with Invermectin on the city's population. They tracked some 200,000 people, dividing in two cohorts who received Invermectin and those who did not, and the ones who received Invermectin did significantly better. Anyway, what else is happening here? I, I saw Rand Paul today. I was uh, watching something, and he was addressing Congress and talking about the waste of money. He, that's one of his issues. And I'm glad he is doing what he's doing. He is shining the light, as his father did for so many years, on how the government wastes our money. Specifically, the National Institutes of Health, which is led by Dr. Fauci, the NIH. And I'll give you a few examples here. The most egregious, I think, is $7 million to develop an automatic flushing smart toilet. Now, not only does it flush automatically, but it takes pictures of your posterior if you, if you, want, if you want that for whatever reason for $7 million. Why do you need an automatic flushing smart toilet? What's wrong with a good old-fashioned toilet you get at Home Depot for 99 bucks? We've got to spend $7 million on that? Because it's not the NIH's money, it's our money. How about $2 million to see if using a hot tub will curb your stress levels? Sit in a hot tub for a half hour would lower your stress or increase your stress? Let's see, I would, I would say, I'm going to go out on a limb here, that it would lower your stress. We saved $2 million. How about a million dollars to help people get over their fear of dentists? How about developing better dentistry tools and, and uh, ways to work on people's mouths without hurting them? A million dollars to find out or to help people get over their fear of dentists. How about will humans eat ants in order to prevent global warming? Would you eat an ant? I wouldn't, unless, well, I, I probably have and not known it. If they're covered in chocolate, I might. Can you imagine spending a million dollars to find out if human beings will eat ants? Some would. First of all, I don't believe in global warming. And what good is eating ants going to do? I mean, this is crazy. But anyway, that's just some of the examples of how the government wastes our money because it's not their money. It's our money. And the thing is, a lot of Americans aren't really clued into this. They don't know what's going on. They don't know how their money is being spent in many cases. And it, it never changes. Year to year, you get examples such as these and even worse examples of uh, government waste. How they just, money goes right down a toilet. Speaking of toilets, smart toilet or no smart toilet, they flush our money down the, down the john. Think nothing of it. Speaking of money, this Green New Deal is going to cost each household, each U.S. household, six hundred thousand dollars unbelievable new poll from the competitive enterprise institute reveals americans financial dedication to the green new deal that communists have been promoting for decades now 
already it's lagging. Not too many. Once Americans, as as dumb as they are, once they realize how their money, uh, how this is just such a, a colossal waste of their money, they'll say, wait, we don't need this. Some members of Congress, AOC among others, the left wing Marxists, they want to just transfer wealth from America and other uh, Western countries to third world countries. That's really what's going on here. It's globalism. It's, uh, it's socialism on a global scale. But this proposal outlined by AOC and others would cost taxpayers up to $93 trillion. Again, the, this uh, Foundation for Education points out that's about $600,000 per household. Yet a lot of Americans aren't even willing to sacrifice 50 bucks a month to mitigate climate change, according to this report. The CEI results uh, results uh, sampled some 1,200 registered voters on environmental issues, margin of error just under 3%. Democrats in Virginia are set to dig up the remains of a Confederate Civil War general and tear down a memorial as the communist left here in this country continues its campaign to rewrite history. It's, it's, cr- it's craziness. The city of Virginia, or excuse me, the city of Richmond, is currently finalizing plans to disinter the remains of General Ambrose Powell, A.P. Hill, and to tear down the monument that honors his life, according to a local TV station in Virginia. Under the orders from city officials, including millennial Democratic Mayor LeVar Stoney. LeVar is still wet behind the ears, evidently, if he's a millennial. Hill will be dug up and erased from the city's collective memory. Well, they may dig him up, but a lot of people may not forget him, may not want to forget him. There's a committee right now looking in over the logistics of that and is working with descendants of Hill regarding where to relocate his remains. This is insane. This is the first step in the process, according to Richmond's Department of Parks, Recreation, and Community Facilities. This guy, now I don't know, I've never heard of this, this guy, this Hill, but he's being canceled 136 years after he was shot through the heart by a Union soldier. That wasn't bad enough. Now they're going to dig up his remains and Lord knows put them where. Probably toss them somewhere in a, in a manure pile. But he was shot in the heart by a Union soldier April 2nd, 1865, just weeks before the end of the Civil War. By all accounts, Hill never owned any slaves, never supported slavery. He just felt compelled to fight for Virginians. It was a time that a lot of Americans were more concerned about their neighbors and about their individual states than their loyalty to the federal government as a whole. It was 1865. He didn't own slaves, according to this report here, and didn't support slavery, but they're going to dig up his remains. Unbelievable. What else happening here? Communist China's military soon could be patrolling the Atlantic Ocean, not far from some of America's major population centers. That's according to Gordon Chang. Mr. Chang is a Gatestone Institute Distinguished Senior Fellow. He's a China expert, by the way. The communist regime is scouting for a naval base on the west coast of Africa. He explained in a column at Gatestone, in the near future, Chinese ships could be regularly patrolling off America's east coast. That's a reassuring thought, isn't it? Are probably a our worst enemy, China, right now, communist China. Russia is certainly no is no ally. But he cited recent testimony from General Stephen Townsend, commander of U.S. Africa Command. He revealed right now China's only offshore military base is in the Horn of Africa. But Townsend believes the People's Liberation Army, the Navy of the China's Liberation Army, is surveying 
locations on Africa's west coast, from Mauritania in the north to Namibia in the south. Officials at a public school in Michigan have reversed their decision to censor a reference to God from a speech prepared for delivery by the valedictorian of the graduating class. This is from WorldNet Daily. First, Liberty Institute confirmed late last week that officials at Hillsdale, Michigan, a high school in Hillsdale, reversed their decision that would have prevented Elizabeth Turner from referencing her faith in her valedictory speech. And they put out a statement, uh, Keisha Russell, uh, Keisha Russell is counsel for First Liberty Institute, and they say how grateful they are the school officials basically walked it back. They ran out of guts, because if you stand up to leftists, sell back down because they're gutless. Now, this young girl, if she were Muslim and wanted to deliver uh, uh, some comments regarding her faith, that'd have been okay. But if she's a Christian, so that, that's, that's a no-no. We've got to ban that, prohibit that. But they fought back. Turner said in a statement released by her lawyers, I'm grateful I'll be able to share my faith with my classmates, and I pray that God uses the situation to advance his kingdom. Amen to that. So after a one-year hiatus, we had our annual Memorial Day parade here in Cambridge this weekend. It was Monday we had it. It was, uh, it was something else. It was really a special time. And we needed it. We all needed it because, you know, we've been locked up, a lot of us, for over a year. And we didn't have the parade last year because, because of COVID. And the whole town came out, even the left wing, even the liberals came out and, and enjoyed the parade. They were, you know, in their <laughs> behind glass and doubly masked and all that. But we were, we were having a great time. And, you know, our, our, our town has been divided by one issue in particular over the last several weeks and months, this whole issue of uh, whether to save the Indian mascot, the Cambridge Indian mascot, or to scrap it. The liberals want to scrap it because it offends their sensibilities. And the uh, those who want to keep the mascot, we're basically Trump supporters. We like the mascot. We like what it stands for and the tradition and the history that it stands for. And anyway, that's one issue that's divided us. But we all came out. It was a, it was a great night. My daughter was in the parade couple of her friends and my daughter actually painted one of the uh, the uh, flags the senior flag she did the artwork for it and it was it was just really special we had some of the people in the parade we know quite well it's a small town maybe 3,000 people in the town and village and everybody came out and it was a great show of support we were unified it was a you know a decent day the rain held off till later in the afternoon the parade was in the morning it was great and it just it was so it was patriotic i love a good parade and you know towns from all over were uh, taking part uh, not just uh, we had ours our people in cambridge of course fire engines and the police departments but greenwich uh, easton salem uh, i think who's it falls maybe it was just all these towns from around the area took part it was a long parade a half hour long it was it was great it was great. It felt great to be an American, and it, it, I love where I live. And we're raising our four children here in, in Cambridge, in Washington, Southern Washington County. It's a great place to live here in upstate New York. Thank you very much, folks. That's all the time we have for today. We will do it again real soon, if the Lord wills it. Again, this is the Pac-Man podcast. Pac stands for Patriotic American Citizen. I'm Ted Flint. And you can hear our show on the BMG Network. Go to the bmgnetwork.com, and we have a, a whole slate of fine shows we have adrian ross she's the uh, the newest addition to the uh, lineup she has a fine program on our website also uh set apart with Kristen coons she's on uh, she does a show quite frequently ken 
uh, Ken Burns, the Ken Burns Show, Ken and Mike with the Ken and Mike Show, and Mike Hansen with Mike Duff, and of course, this program. And if you want to contact me directly, go to Pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N, at thebmgnetwork.com, all lowercase. If the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint. Thank you.